Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome to episode five of the Dogs Podcast. Let's kick this thing off. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, as you'll see, not in the studio today, doing things a little bit different. One of our dear friends, Josh, over here came down with life-threatening illness of COVID-19. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I should have brought my mask to the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he doesn't actually have it. He just might have it. So we're being, you know, we're being cautious. We yeah, want to just, still be able to bring you guys this high quality Browns content, you know, life or death type stuff here. Just so everybody's aware and, and understands this isn't how we're going to be doing the show all the time. Uh, well, we'll get back in the studio soon. I am under quarantine until the 24th. Unfortunately, I had direct contact with a positive. Uh, it's almost feel like something out of a zombie movie, but there you go. <laughs> This is what quarantine looks like. Hey, it looks good with a fantasy trophy behind you. That's right, man. Yeah, I took that from Blake. (laughs) Yeah. That knife still cuts kind of deep. I don't want to talk about it on the show. (laughs) Hey, I think we got a fun show lined up today. Kind of keep it light, you know, despite the the heavy atmosphere of COVID hanging over us. Uh, Play some maybe some fun games. We've got some would you rathers lined up, uh, some keep cup trade lined up. I think it should be a good time. I think we should just dive right into this first one I came up with, which I think is a good one. So would you rather, would you rather have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, or would you rather have the Ravens backfield of J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram? I'm going Chubb and Hunt. <laughs> I mean, it's. I think it's really, really obvious that they're the best running back duo in the league right now. Um, I mean – Based on our other episodes, I think that it wouldn't be crazy at all for those guys. We've said that they're both going to go over a thousand yards all purpose. I don't even think that Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins are the second best duo, and I and I like Dobbins a lot, and I think Dobbins who, will eventually replace Ingram. But who do you got as the second best duo? I think Kamara and uh, uh, Latavius Murray in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I think they're even better. I mean, Latavius Murray. <laughs> yes. I think he, was Kamara, he was a starter once in this league. <laughs> hey, little kitty cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this guy's on the podcast now, too. <laughs> we don't need no more cats. We need dogs. Yeah, I know. It's a wrong podcast, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, I know this is a Browns podcast, but for let's hit on this Latavius Murray, uh, Alvin Kamara thing real quick. Yeah. Kamara without Ingram last year was very pedestrian. And, he's hurt too. He's hurt. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't. Latavius Murray. I know he's been like solid whenever he gets to play, but he's not. He's not that elite. You guys, if there's a second best backfield and it's not the Ravens, then well, first of all, who's the first best? You're saying we might be, but I'm going to say 
I don't even have names. It's whatever two running backs or three running backs are playing for the 49ers. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They have a great, great run team. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think a big re I I'm taking Chubb and Hunt all day, mostly yeah. because I think Chubb and Hunt are definitely both way better than Mark Ingram. And don't get me wrong, I think Mark Ingram is solid, but I think he's the third best running back on their team. I think uh, Lamar Jackson's their best running back. I think J.K. Dobbins has a chance to be an absolute stud. I think he's more talented than Mark Ingram ever was in college. Uh, I think Mark Ingram benefits a lot from the fact that he's lined up next to Lamar Jackson and everybody sells out to stop him on the run. He's even despite having a very good year last year and almost taking me to a fantasy championship, he still barely eclipsed 1,000 yards. He only had 1,018 yards last year. Yeah, and one thing that I put down here too, and obviously I'm going to go with the Chubb and Hunt, and if you guys think about it, the Cleveland-Baltimore, the, the backfield, and I'm sorry my screen's bouncing all over the place here. For anybody watching on YouTube, my cat is like going nuts. against <laughs> the back of my laptop right now. But uh, he's, he's just mad that this is a dog's podcast. He's like, come on. But uh, so if you think about it, so we've got two really good running backs. They've got two really good running backs. So we've got Chubb, who is clearly our future. You know, we're going to end up signing him probably to a second contract. He's going to be the guy. And we probably got Hunt one for this year because he's going to be free agent. I don't think we could probably keep him after this. No. The Ravens no. kind of got the same situation going where they've got Dobbins, who's obviously going to be the future of that backfield. But yep. Ingram, he'll probably be there for this year, and then that's probably it because he'll be – I think this is the last year of his deal, plus he's 31. I don't think they're re-signing yep. a 32-year-old running back to a good contract to be the guy. Yeah, and they still have Gus Edwards, who wasn't a slouch really either as a running back. Like, I don't know, Baltimore is always going to have a good running game. It's just yeah. what they breed there. But, yeah, I think what you said, Dobbins is definitely the future. Wouldn't surprise me if he's the gets the lion's share of the carries, you know, for the season once it's all done. Ingram obviously was good last year. Uh, I'm going to throw out when we did the duo or whatnot here, a new one, Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. That's a pretty good duo in Denver too. Yeah. yeah that's solid. a very solid duo. Yep. I like that a lot. Uh, hypothetical. I'm going to throw this out to you guys. Would you straight up trade Kareem Hunt for JK Dobbins? Keeping in mind, Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing his rookie year and other than that time he was suspended, arguably one of the best running backs in the league. Are we saying on their contracts right now? Like, in Yeah, like just say like say, say all things even, all things even. Say they both got three years left on a deal. Money's mm-hmm. not an issue. It, we're just looking at talent. Who are you taking, Dobbins or Hunt? So, so my only argument, and I'll link it into what we're going to talk about, I think them bringing in uh, Andy Janovich – it will help out Kareem Hunt more than anything. I feel like Chubb is a very, like, instinctual runner. And Hunt needed, like, especially in Kansas City where they utilize the fullback, he benefited out of that big time. Like, he – I think that's going to help him a lot. Dobbins is a freak. He is an absolute savage. I remember so many games where I was just like, wow, this guy's not even playing in the fourth quarter and he's got 150 yards, 160 yards. I think – if I had to pick one, I would take Dobbins, but maybe it's the Ohio State homer in me, but I love J.K. Dobbins. And if obviously I'm not giving up Nick Chubb for him because Nick Chubb has solidified himself and he's a Cleveland Brown, but 
I'd dump Cream Hunt like a sack of potatoes for J.K. Dobbins. I'm just saying that right now. Like, I think J.K. Dobbins has it. I thought he was easily the best running back coming out of college this year. And the fact that he dropped to the Ravens kills me that we're going to have to see him twice a year. I think he, I mean, I think he has a chance to be almost like what Zeke was when he came in as a rookie. How he just kind of took the league by storm. I think I can see J.K. Dobbins doing that. I will go against what you guys are saying. Um, I'm, I'm, if, if we get to keep one of these guys for the next three years, all things even, like you said there, Justin, I'm, I'm keeping Hunt. Reason yeah. being, I've seen what Kareem Hunt can do in the NFL. I've seen him being an yeah. elite NFL running back. I don't know. I mean, J.K. Dobbins, yes, I'm Ohio State, obviously, Homer. Uh, I love <laughs> it. I, Dobbins was my guy. Like He was so fun to watch, but talent doesn't always translate to the NFL the way you think it should. I mean, look at, we, we all saw Trent Richardson and how that went. So yeah, just because a guy was a stud in college doesn't always mean he's going to be a stud. It's easier for running backs to translate. I get that, but I would still disrespect for Dobbins to bring up Trent Richardson in the same sentence. (laughs) I'm making it relatable. relatable to the audience. Yeah. I agree. Run back that lit it up and then went pro. I know there's a lot of other issues, but what about uh, Maurice Claret? I mean, we all watched oh, him. Man, you, can't count him. you can't count him. Saying, know, he didn't even finish college. He was he was a, a bust before he even got to the league. If we're, what about Eddie George? He turned out to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going. I'm going with Josh. I'm going. I'm keeping Hunt too. One, uh, like he said, Hunt's proven. You know, he came out his rookie year. You know, and took over the league in Kansas City before they were this air raid with Mahomes and everything you know he kind of got them going with the run game and also I give him I think that they're both kind of almost the same style runner not afraid of contact anything like that both kind of quick guys but I think Hunt's a better pass catcher than what Dobbins is that's that's Dobbins knock he can't he he's got kind of stone hands when it comes to catching a ball out of the backfield and Hunt, yep. Hunt's a guy that you run a screen pass for him, and he's taking it, you know, fifty yards down the field. Like, I mean, Dobbins had seventy-one catches in college. Yeah, in seventy-one years. catches in three years or whatnot, and probably had like eighty-six drops. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, have been, no, like, I, he'd have been a high if he caught every ball that was thrown to him. He'd have won the Heisman three years in a row. Man. Don't get us wrong. I like the guy. Yeah, I like Dobbins a lot, and I'm and I'm an Oklahoma fan, and I and I'm saying that I like Dobbins a lot. Okay, so get off my back. <laughs> the fact that he's in Baltimore does kill me because yes, it's like a love hate thing. Is I want to see him succeed, and he's gonna succeed there. I just I feel like he will, but I don't want to see him succeed against us. That's the problem. Yes, I. I blame Kansas City Chiefs for him being on the Ravens. When they had the last pick in the first round and they took the dude from LSU instead of J.K. Dobbins, I was literally in disbelief. Yeah, but Blake, they wanted a pass catcher. Yep. Don't give me – you guys, you guys suck. (laughs) I I saw it too. He's dropping balls in the end zone and things like that. I mean (sighs) – Oh, man. Hey, well, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. If he's terrible in the NFL, I'll be happy because he plays for Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, hey, I, I guess I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, I think we got a little off track, but I think we all agreed that between Ingram 
and Dobbins uh, hunt and shove, we're all sticking with the Browns duo here. I think definitely better, especially because apparently I didn't know this, but J.K. Dobbins is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know, but uh, all right. Well, hey, now let's move on to the next one. So would you rather have the wide receiver duo of Landry and Beckham or the Bengals wide receiver duo of A.J. Green and T. Higgins, the rookie? I'm not really even sure why you put this one in here, Blake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this is I, so I read this and I'm like, are you serious? First of all, Higgins, we don't even know what he's going to be in the NFL. And receivers usually take at least a year to kind of come into their own, if not a couple. And then A.J. Green, when's the last time he's ever even played? Like early 2018 or something. I mean, so he's, he's. I threw this one in here because I was trying to keep it. I was trying to keep AFC North. I was trying to look at duos of running backs and receivers and stuff in our division that we were familiar with. And so obviously, when I first made this up, I was like, well, this is easy. Obviously, Landry and Beckham. I still think it's Landry and Beckham. But one thing I kind of came across in my research AJ Green, when healthy, man, is unreal like over a thousand yards receiving literally every single year until the injuries started hitting from 2011 to 2015 he went over a thousand yards every single year with Andy Dalton as his quarterback playing in Cincinnati crap hey, don't, don't knock the red rocket <laughs> yeah uh, he was thrown he was throwing on the ball he gets a bad yeah. or whatnot Andy Dalton wasn't that terrible he went, hey he went to the playoffs at Cincinnati it's not his fault he couldn't win the game. He had Marvin Lewis as a coach. <laughs> yeah, but, no. like, this isn't 2012 A.J. Green we're talking about here. It's 2020, <laughs> and he's probably not even going to be on the field. Hey, even to, even as recently as 2017, A.J. Green had 75 catches for 1,078 yards. That's only That was only two years ago. The difference uh, between uh, being 29 I, and healthy and being 31 and injured, man, I'm telling you. I, I, mean, hey, I agree. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, and I, I'm the, I'm with the same that AJ Green for me he can't seem to stay on the field the last couple of years. It just I almost forgot how good he was when he was 100 percent healthy when he was on the field. Just looking at his numbers, I mean, if if he is if he gets back to healthy, man, he could they could be really good, especially if Joe Burr is decent at all. I'm just not – I mean, T, T. Higgins, I haven't seen enough of T. Higgins. Uh, I mean, he was he was good in college. He was also injured in college. I mean, yeah. so he's not even coming in as, oh, you know, this durable guy. He played every game that he, in college. He was awesome, stuff like that. I, I, From what I've seen, I'm not – Odell and Landry, there's no way. I'm giving them up for those two guys. No, I agree. I uh, Is there a wide receiver duo in the league off the top of your head you would trade? I mean, I like – I mean, I don't know if I'd trade, but here – I mean, some notable ones. You got, like, Julio and Calvin Ridley down in Atlanta are pretty good. I don't know if I'm trading him for that. Um, you got – well, I can't even say – I mean, out in St. Louis or whatnot, they got three wide receivers, but nobody's, like, a stud. And Cooper Cup's really good. Robert Woods is pretty good. They did get rid of Brandon Cooks. He's now – and Yeah, uh, they're, they're out in L- L- L.A. now, so – yeah, yeah, not St. Louis. Jeez. <laughs> but I'm trying to think. Other, I mean, everybody's got that, uh, like, a, a really great number one. But I can't pinpoint a team where I'm like, oh, I'd take their wide receiver core right now. I mean, Mango you could make the, 
Manuel Sanders went to New Orleans. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that any any okay. core that's got Michael Thomas. Yeah, but, uh, hey, the Cardinals the- aren't too shabby either. You know, you got Hopkins, they got Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald. That is that's nice. Larry Fitzgerald, man, the guy just keeps putting up numbers. He's old as dirt and still yeah, super yep. solid. Uh, He's the total opposite of J.K. Dobbins. He can catch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> what a hater, man! I'm gonna say. Did you see, did you see the stat? Did you see the stat about uh, Fitzgerald where he has more tackles in his career than the he has drop. drops? That's insane. that's insane. That is insane. Yeah. Uh, so look, I think you can make the argument after this. The Browns oh, have. Okay, I got one. I got one already. I okay, just looked it up. Okay. I Go looked ahead. it up. How, how, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. That's a pretty damn good. That. So I almost put that one on there, but yeah. I was trying to stay AFC. So, or who are you taking there? Are you taking Mike Evans and Chris Godwin over Odell and Jarvis? <sighs> I, I don't know. Just because they're two big body guys, like I don't know. That, the that only reason. Tough. Honestly, the only reason I'm maybe apprehensive about that a little bit is I've only seen Godwin do it for one year. Yeah. So if I mean if he if he does that again, Mike Evans, I think I saw never been under a thousand yards since entering the league. Um, and yep. Chris Godwin burst it onto the scene last year. Man, especially with Odell's injury history, like the last couple of years. Yeah, it that's can, a, and, and we don't that's know who, like. One. We had a we got a sample size of what Stefanski's system was like last year, and Blake, you noted it about how you think Odell's going to have the better year because we're going to throw some deep shots or whatnot on some play action stuff like that. Well, you got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans seeing those looks. I like your I like your chances more than Jarvis Landry catching a bomb. I I like how big they are too. I I feel like my whole life. When was the last time the Browns had a big receiver? Don't get me wrong, we're spoiled with having Jarvis and Odell, but our last big-bodied receiver was that Josh was actually Gordon. decent. Yeah, Josh Gordon. Yeah, and we had him That's for one magnificent season. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I think though you could make the argument the Browns have the best running back duo in the league and the best wide receiver duo in the league. You can, you might not be able to definitively say it, but I think you can at least make the argument for it, which tells me that this season is just on Baker. If yep. if Baker has a good year, Browns, I know Josh think we're going eight and eight without going to the playoffs, but <laughs> man, if Baker, if you think Baker's going to have the bounce back year that you think he's going to have, I don't see how you weren't picking playoffs. Yeah, Pro Football Focus had us at nine, <laughs> at ninth overall. Nine Bucks. Bucks first, Chiefs second with Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, all them. Sammy, you know. oh, get out of here, Sammy Watkins. Hey, he put up numbers <laughs> no. in Kansas City. He's not the this Buffalo guy anymore. This isn't college. This is Dallas. Dallas is number three with C.D. Lamb. Okay, Sooner, shout out to the Sooners. I forgot about the the Dallas. C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper before. together. Rumor and Michael Gallup. So if we're not going to give T. Higgins any credit because we don't know what he's going to do. How are we going to throw Dallas in at number three? Because they C. got C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, we could do a whole episode on this. This power football focus <laughs> BS yeah. here. This is Nine. insane. Nine. Nine. They got the Buffalo Bills at five with Josh Allen thrown to him. Who, wow. who they got? Stephon Diggs and who else? John Brown and Cole Beasley. John Brown. Wow, that's disrespectful. Do you oh, think Cole Beasley's the pick of Detroit, 
Detroit, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones Jr., that's a pretty good, you know, they catch a lot of deep passes. Chargers at seven with uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Pair, er, Panthers are Panthers at eight with DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Robbie Anderson. Unbe- I mean, the disrespect. Odell had a down year last year. was still over 1,000 yards. Yeah, I mean, we uh, didn't even mention the Browns has Donovan Peoples-Jones on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if we're just letting people like rookies oh, elevate us into the top ten, unbelievable. Oh, hey, you guys, I got a quick Odell stat now that we're talking about him a little bit. Um, I saw a thing the other day on Bleacher Report. He actually led the league last year in total or in receiving yards when the defense blitzed. He had 663 yards against the Blitz, number one in the league. Michael Thomas was two at 598. Wow. So, which means he gets it, he's open quick. That, that's, that's what that's with, with the, the offensive line now, and Baker has a little more time to throw whenever we're getting blitzed. This could open up. It really could. Yeah, especially with teams are going to have to sell out in the box to stop Chubb. So, you're going to see mm. some of those more blitz, like thinking of run plays coming, they're going to blitz, fill the gaps or whatnot. And, just throw it up to Odell. I actually Justin, see, I think Justin saw him run up and down the field in Cincinnati. He knows he can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, for sure. <laughs> I also saw um, a stat on Odell. He also leads the league in uh, proposals to sideline nets with one. So, <laughs> <laughs> also an interesting stat. That, uh, oh. So, okay. <laughs> Uh, I still am disbelief that they got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen ahead of us. Yeah. And yeah, Buffalo. Crazy. Yeah. Buffalo. I, oh, my gosh. That, that blows my mind. But man, this is – it's all because of last year, man. I blame Freddie Kitchens. Worst tight ends coach in the league. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this, that's a good segue then into this next one. This one Ooh. I came up with. Okay, so and say instead of hiring Stefanski, we had to we had to bring one coach back from Brown's past. Okay, gun to your head, you <laughs> got to have one. No, there is no other options. Are you taking Freddie Kitchens back, or are you taking Hugh Jackson back? All right, uh, so go ahead, go ahead. I got. I'm taking Freddie. I'll let you guys dive in, then I'll jump back in. But okay. I'm taking Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> okay, go so ahead. I'm going to take Hugh. I'm taking Hugh. Um, I can't say anything good about Freddie. Like, I think back <laughs> on Freddie, and I can't think of the play calling was bad. The team was undisciplined. They were unprepared every game. So, like, with Hugh, so we had those real bad years. Like, two really, really bad years. When he actually got a decent personnel around him, like, as far as the team personnel, players and stuff like that, because those teams that they, he was coaching those first few years were awful. I mean, we had Kaiser as our quarterback, and I'm pretty sure he's selling Wendy's double cheeseburgers. To people now. I, don't, I don't know what he's doing, but he's not playing. So if you think about that last year that he got fired, there we were in some games. We tied the Steelers. We had that Saints game where, you know, we lost it at the end with the field goal, but the Raiders game went to overtime, which was – and got stolen from us. Yeah. So, like, and the other stat that I found that was crazy, so Hugh Jackson never lost by more than 25 points 
in his whole career there. The first game Freddie was the coach, <laughs> we got blown out. <laughs> he actually had two. He had that game, and then he had that awful Monday night game against San Francisco mm-hmm. where they just trout. Now, like, looking back, San Francisco ended up being ridiculously good, but they absolutely – they made us look like we shouldn't even have been on the same plane and with them. It was crazy. It, it brought stack – look at roster to roster. Are the Brown or were the 49ers 30 points better than the Browns roster roster on paper? No, no, no. no you can make the argument the Browns have the better roster on paper. So for us to just go into that game and look completely unprepared, Zach, I think you are insane. I that was a pun. Uh, <laughs> how, for many, taking how many wins does how many wins does Hugh Jackson has as a head coach in the NFL? Nine. Nine. Nine? No, How many? Like, well, or no. Five with the Browns. Five, five with Browns. the Browns, and didn't he go eight and eight with the Raiders? No, but they don't uh, count. They're not. They're not even in Oakland anymore. So. They were a dumpster fire when he took over, and he went eight and eight with them. They fired him after one year for some reason. I'm still going, Freddie. I liked. I don't know. I I enjoyed Freddie's press conferences a lot better than he no. Did. I thought for a guy who could be like barely speak and is a tight ends coach now, he was incredibly arrogant. And thought he was just a genius. Like, he thought he was the Bill Belichick or something. And, God, he was an idiot. I think you're an idiot for thinking that we should go with him. I'm definitely I, – I, I don't know. I felt more comfortable with Freddie as bad as he was. That's how terrible Hugh Jackson was. Oh. What, I don't know what okay. you saw in Hugh Jackson that you liked. Uh, I, saw us never get, I saw us never get blown out at least. I saw in one season Hugh Jackson have multiple players assault other players. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that that's just, they're just aggressive, Blake. That's how they make it. <laughs> yeah. Like all right. Let me let me throw a vote up here with Zach and say just let's do one more year with Freddie if 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 we gotta do between these two, because I'm sorry, but you you say that were the 49ers that much better on paper last year than the Browns. Did we, you know, why did we get blown out so bad? We won one game in two years as an the- NFL professional, <laughs> top of the top, elite of the elite players in the world. We won could, one game. But the Browns did not have the elite of the elite of the world. Dude, we it, third- it's still the NFL. Come on, man. There's been terrible teams. You've seen Buffalo be terrible and Miami, and these teams still win multiple games. Yeah, know, but we season. were on purpose, on purpose, losing games and accumulating draft picks and draft capital. Our – I, I don't have it in front of me. I would like to go back and look at the 0-16 season, the 53-man roster, and see how many of that 53 is still in the NFL. Oh, it's not many. I bet you – yeah, many. so how can we blame that guy? Only two years removed. It's not like it was 10 years ago and they all retired of old age. They're on practice squads because they were garbage. Hey, just so you know, this was Hugh Jackson, 336-1. and one. Okay. Record, it was so awful that it'd be the worst 40 game stretch for a head coach in the NFL history if he doubled his win total. So he could have won three more games <laughs> he still in a 40 game span. So just, just throwing that I don't out. Wanna, I don't wanna so it's not only the worst, it's. <laughs> I don't want to help your argument, but do you guys remember when? He couldn't even find the challenge flag in his pocket. <laughs> I'm going back. I, I just remember we went to challenge a play and he couldn't find the challenge flag, and we so we couldn't even challenge the play. 
<laughs> How many pockets does it have in his hands? <laughs> oh my god! Hey, I'm, hey, I'm not worried. Like I got, I got more for you. Oh. All right. So, he, thanks to his eight and eight season, which you gave him credit for. So we're gonna add that in here. He ranks. He's got a two point two oh five career win percentage. He does rank one hundred and seventy eighth out of the 179 coaches that were available <laughs> to rank him with. So he's host? better than one guy, and I bet it's not Freddie Kitchens. I don't know who that one guy is. Uh, to me, though, uh, you cannot just look at the win-loss record when you're comparing the rosters. Freddie won, only won six games with a roster that was the fourth-best chances to go to the Super Bowl. Hugh Jackson never had fourth best chances to go to the Super Bowl. In so fact, are you saying Michael Jordan's not a great basketball player because he had because he played on that team? No, that that has that's irrelevant. Uh, uh, it is relevant. No, I'm saying you we handed Hugh Jackson garbage and wanted him to make a meal out of it, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't even make anything decent, but it, he had garbage. We handed Freddie Kitchens filet mignon on a silver platter, <laughs> and he threw it in the garbage and pulled out some spam and tofu. Like, I mean, the guy – I just argued that the 6-10 and 10 season was more disappointing than 0-16. I can't say that in good conscience without also saying that Freddie Coach is – Without a doubt, the worst head coach I've ever seen in my life, anything ever. I mean, he was so bad. Unbelievable. And then after the game, he'd get up there and talk, and you'd think uh, we were talking to Paul Brown. Like, oh, I'm just, I'm a genius. I invented the game of football. I played quarterback at Alabama. I'm awesome. Like, Let's just all oh, say, you know, a, a prayer and a thank you that. We'll never have to see either of those two head coach in the NFL again. Yeah. I, I agree. Who, who becomes agree. head coach next? Freddie Kitchens or Hugh Jackson? Dude, neither. neither. None of them. Trash. Who becomes Craig a Williams. coordinator next? Neither. Yeah, I neither. think yeah. Hugh Jackson's an offensive coordinator while Freddie Kitchens is still doing laundry for teams as a tight ends coach. I think if, I mean, if you said I had to pick one, I think Freddie gets a job before Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson did get a job down at Cincy and he got, I mean, it didn't even work out. I mean, Freddie has a job right now. It's just a fall from a long fall from grace. And Blake, I think Freddie would even screw up laundry. He'd call an audible and say, no, we can watch that together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All week, Freddie, you've been telling me we've been doing whites on Wednesday and colors on Thursday. And like, Come Wednesday, we're doing colors. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That was good. So uh, I got another one here. And one of the last, would you rather? This is a little bit more recent. Um okay. Obviously, we're still in the Clowney sweepstakes for some reason. Would you rather have Clowney or would you rather have Everson Griffin? Money's not an issue. Say they both want $10 million a year and we're willing to give it to them. Who are you taking? I'm still taking Clowney. Um, per, he's younger. I, I, Clowney's 27, Griffin's 32. So I know Griffin's still good, uh, but he is at the end of his career. So. I would rather take the shot on the younger guy that could be an impact player longer. Um, and I was kind of looking at some stats from last year, and you know, Clowney does not get the sacks, but he does, you know, create fumbles. 
He had a couple of recoveries, a couple of touchdowns. Um, and with the Cleveland Browns defensive line, I don't need Jadavian Clowney sacking the quarterback. I need him stopping the run. I need him causing, you know, a ruckus in there because we got Miles Garrett coming after the quarterback. Vernon. So he's, yeah, and Vernon. And, you know, Ogan Joby's no slouch. Like, that quarterback's going to be pressured. I don't need Clowney being the main pressure guy. I need him being in there just being a, a, a monster. So that's that's my take. I'm going to agree. As much as I've been dogging on Clowney lately, the reason I dog on him is because he thinks he's worth 20, not because I don't think he's worth something. Um, I'm kind of along the lines with you, especially with what might be a weaker linebacking crew. I think the Browns need help uh, run stopping. And Clowney, he's a very good run stopper. So, yeah. And like you said, he's younger. Um I, I like Everson Griffin. I like that he's got some Stefanski ties, but I, if I had to, if I had to take one, I'm probably taking Clowney. I know that you said money, money, what don't factor the money. And so obviously if you're telling me I can get Clowney for the same price as Griffin, I'm one Clowney, but I'm going to look at it as a fact that you do count the money and Everson Griffin, you can get him way cheaper way cheaper and he's going to play way more games than even though he is older. We said, "Hey, I'm going to get you're going to get Everson Griffin for the next 3 years. You're going to get Clowning for the next 3 years, but you're going to pay him 6 million dollars more a year, but Everson Griffin's going to play 13 games a year and Clowning's going to play 7." I'm taking in, in the 7 games he's only playing 60% of the snaps. <laughs> so I I like the fa- I mean he is getting older Everson Griffin. I like the Stefanski ties that he's already played on the team, you know that he's been a coach for. I like that. I like the fact that he's durable. He's been a pro he's a been a pro bowler before. Um and he's just kind of proven, you know that he can be on the field. He's never been that guy like we see sometimes like oh they had one good year, two good years. He's been good for the last six, seven, eight years. I agree with you, Zach. You pretty much hit everything that I had. Contract-wise, they're saying his contract is going to be between like eight and ten million a year, and he just personally wants to meet with the team. So I think that's why he's holding out. So he just wants to actually go and get with the organization, talk to the people that are running the show, um, and he's played. Like you said, it's not like a clowny thing where he's a liability, you know, you don't want to, he played 15 games last year and had eight sacks. And the other thing I've seen is Vernon with what they're, you know, what they're paying him, he might get cut. Like they, they yeah. nothing's guaranteed until the week before the season starts. I don't, if they get either Clowney or Griffin, I think he's out. He's gone. He's going to wherever they can find a, you know, a spot for him out there as agent. I, I don't think he's on the team. If they get either of these guys. Yeah, fifteen million is a lot of money for Vernon. A lot. Yeah. Way too much money. Didn't know he was on the uh, team last year. <laughs> yeah. For real. Well, uh that was pretty fun. The would you rathers. First time I ever played that game without drinking, so that was cool. Uh, <laughs> um we're gonna move right into some keep cut trades. Uh Came up with some good ones, I think. So you, rules of this game, obviously, guys, pretty self-explanatory. You got to keep one, cut one, trade one. Um, start off with Beckham, Mayfield, Chubb. Keep keep one, cut one, trade one. What are you thinking? All right, I'll start this one off. I'm keeping Chubb just because I don't know any better. 
player for the Browns. I'm keeping him all day. I'm trading Beckham uh, Odell for because I feel like you probably get more draft capital or you know anything from him. And then I'm probably going to cut Baker, depending on what we're going to do this year, which is crazy, which is crazy. (laughs) But if he has another season like he has last year, we might end up just cutting him flat out. At least we know we're getting Odell. So this is – this is hard, obviously. Um I think if Mayfield, if you think Mayfield's the guy, which on last episode we all said we think he's having a bounce back year, you can't Absolutely. cut him. Right. Well, the Brown, the Browns have been looking for a franchise quarterback for literally all thirty years of my life, about to be thirty-one years of my life. And uh, so, if you think he's the guy, which I I like to think he is, you have to keep him. Which means I got to either uh, cut Beckham and trade Chubb. So. I'm with you. I got to trade Beckham. Only reason I'm trading Beckham is because I think he will get more on the market. Yep. Running back as good as Nick Chubb is, he's a running back. And for whatever reason, the NFL doesn't value running backs. And I think you'll get more in return for Beckham. So I'm keeping Baker. I'm trading Odell. And even though I think he's our best player, I'm cutting Chubb. I am a hundred percent with Blake that's exactly the order I was going to go you got to keep the quarterback you got to and you got to just have faith that he's going to develop even more into the guy I mean we saw it his rookie year we know he can do it he had junk last year it was garbage it was terrible so I call it a wash I've got got to trade Beckham he's going to get you more like Blake said and sorry Chubb you're running back we love you but yeah you know it's a plug and play position unfortunately I mean yeah there are some elite running backs and Chubb is definitely one of them but you can get by with a with a franchise quarterback, you know, decent receivers, and, and a, a running back that can do the basics. I mean, Mark Ingram gets a thousand, so <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean. I'm like the, it. Yeah, I'm the same. I I agree exactly what Blake and Josh. I see what you're meaning, though, Justin. I under, I get your point of it as well especially because of what we just saw from baker but going off what i'm hoping we're going to see and knowing that we have kareem hunt that we wouldn't have to cut and have as a running back it also helps this scenario <laughs> i agree and as much as i think i, I think chubb's our best player i i can think i can say that easily but our best he got 1494 yards last year i think if we cut him chubb gets you know hunt gets 1200 Maybe maybe he goes for fifteen hundred. You know, even if we don't have Hunt, say we we would we get some free agent guy. If we have the system we're going to run and the line we're going to run, a thousand, eleven hundred. So, as much as it sucks, it's just kind of like the the nature of the beast with her being a running back in the NFL. Uh well, hey, I didn't know if we'd all agree on that, but Justin was the odd one out. Yeah. Um, just... <laughs> uh, next one I got lined up here. Landry, new tight end Hooper, or Miles Garrett? Keep one, cut one, trade one. All right, I'll just jump in real quick. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna keep Miles Garrett. Um, I still think he's an elite pass rusher. I just don't think he's lived up to his potential even a little bit yet. I think that he's got a lot of room to grow, and I think he will. Um, I'm going to trade Landry because kind of like Beckham, he still brings value. I think you can get something for him on the market. And unfortunately that would mean you got to, I'd have to cut Hooper. 
as much as I love him, and, and I'm glad that we brought him in. <laughs> so I completely – mine is exactly the same as yours, Josh. Um, just based on that, Miles Garrett I think is going to end up being a franchise player. Landry, you can get, you know, something back on him. Hooper, you probably – Landry and Hooper are kind of a toss-up. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you could probably still get good, you know – return on either one of those guys. I just think Cooper's kind of for what Cleveland fans want to see. I, you know, I think we can just cut him flat out. I, it sucks because they're all really good. <laughs> I, okay. So I'm going to go against the grain here. Um, I think I'm keeping Hooper because I think tight end is one of those positions where there's not that many elite tight ends. I don't know if I consider Hooper elite, but if he's not elite, he's in that next category right below elite. Yeah, potential. Yeah. Um, so I'm and I'm keeping him, especially because I'm keeping Beck or uh, Baker from our last one. And in order for Baker to succeed, I think he needs Hooper. I'm trading Miles Garrett because even I see everything, I see his potential too, but he hasn't – I mean, I'm not a Miles hater. I think he's good. But, man, I, I'm i disappointed in the career he's had so far. But I think for some reason around the NFL, if we threw Miles Garrett on the trade block, people would be throwing number ones at us. They'd be giving us crazy offers. So I'm trading him because I think we bring a lot in return. And then I'm cutting Jarvis mostly just because I'm keeping Hooper and I'm keeping Odell – or <clears throat> not keeping Odell, but – in this hypothetical, we still have Odell. So um, that's the way I see it playing out. All right. So I'm going opposite of everybody, too. So I'm keeping Landry. Okay. I'm keeping Landry. He's been a staple. He's still not, I mean, he's still fairly young as a career in the NFL. He seems like he's been around for a long time, but think what, I don't know if this is his eighth season or something like, I mean, or seventh season. I can't remember exactly what season it is, but he's still he's fairly, seven. Yeah. What was so. that? Yeah, okay. So it's still fairly young. Um, and all he does is like almost lead the NFL and catches every single year, no matter what team he's playing on. Um, I'm cutting Hooper. Um, I like Hooper, uh, but with Stefanski's system, is Kyle Rudolph really an elite tight end, but he had eight touchdowns or something like that last year, or six touchdowns. So, He's not an elite guy, so I think you can find yourself a Kyle Rudolph and not make him the highest-paid tight end in the NFL. And I'm trading Garrett because I think right now if you traded Garrett, you would get a lot of good offers to replace your tight end and anybody else. <laughs> that got rid of. So you could, I mean, you could get rid of Garrett, pick up your cheaper tight. You could save money, so you're going to take and you're going to cut the highest-paid tight end. One of the highest going to probably we're going to touch on this here in a little bit. The high might be the highest paid defensive end, and you could swap those out and get two really good guys. Getting rid of both of them. Well, that was we were all different there. So uh, kudos to us for having different opinions, and yet we still like each other. So look, America, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so this next one, we're going to give the big boys up front some love. Uh, keep one, cut one, trade one. Conklin, Batonio, or the new tackle, Wills Jr.? What do you guys think? <laughs> this this is tough. a tough one. This, this is tough. a very tough one. I mean, it's tough because you don't know what Wills Jr. is going to really give you 
I love that he's a rookie and that he's got great upside, but we've said that about a lot of linemen in the NFL that we've taken and been like, oh, they could be they could be the next Joe Thomas and they're on a different team or they're in jail a couple of years later. <laughs> so I'm going to probably, I'm going to keep Conklin just cause I'm excited that we got him. Um, he's still young. He's proven that he had a little bit of injuries. Uh, I'm going to trade Betonio and I'm cutting Wills jr. Oh my God. I, I'm keeping Betonio. <laughs> I got to keep Joel, man. Um, he's just, he's been such a staple of this team for so long. He knows how it's done. He's, he's Cleveland. I love Joel Batonio. I, I think he's a solid interior lineman. Um, I'd have to, you'd have to trade Conklin because like, like Justin said, or I, like Zach said, I don't know what Wills is yet. And I don't know how many teams would be willing to give you a whole lot for him unproven. You'd probably get more for, for Conklin. So, I'm going to go completely opposite of everybody. I'm going to keep Wills just based on potential. I'm going to just be crazy. Just on what his upside could be, I'm keeping him. Just just on hope. I'm trading Conklin because I think you're probably getting back more. And then, I'm sorry, but I got to cut Batonio. He's gone. He's, <laughs> He's got to go finish his career somewhere else. Honestly. We're done. So I'm 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 close to what Justin said here. Only I'm keeping Conklin only because I know what I'm getting out of him. I know I'm getting you know all pro caliber type tackle play. Only reason I'm taking keeping Conklin over Batonio is because he plays tackle and Batonio is at guard tackles um, you know a more premium position. I'm going to trade Batonio because he's an all pro pro bowler i think you could get a lot in return for a guy like that and then i'm only cutting wills jr i know joe thomas is probably rolling over in his grave uh but only because he's a rookie and even though i think he's got a chance to be the man for the next 10 years i can't see the future we don't know for sure so i'm gonna have to cut him and that hurts to say but you know this is a doggy dog world and (laughs) it's a business so that's the way that plays out. Luckily, we don't have to get rid of any of them. We yeah. need to keep all three. So, yes. Could be good. Uh, yeah, thank God this is a hypothetical game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. I decided to go to the all-defense here, our secondary. Greedy Williams, Denzel Ward, or the rookie safety, Grant Delpit. Who you keeping, who you cutting, who you trading? So I'm thinking. Whoa, 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 whoa! Justin, you get to go. All right, I'm going uh, almost same same idea as I did with the last one. I'm going Delpit, keeping Delpit. Wow. I know risky love, risky business here. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm just you know feeling a little uh, feeling a little dangerous over here. Um, I'm keeping Delpit. Based on potential, I think that guy, I wouldn't be surprised in two years if we're all sitting here raving about how he's the best defensive player that we have. I Like, his film from 2018 is so exciting. God, I hope that's what we get. If that's not what we get, <laughs> God, I'm so frustrated. Um, <laughs> this also hurts, but I'm <laughs> I'm trading uh, Denzel Ward. Um, I'm oh. trading him out. 
Um, and Over greedy? Kind of greedy? Which it sucks. Yeah, I'm kind of greedy. Um, go ahead. You guys can tell me how much of an idiot I am. Go ahead, no, we Blake. don't have time for that. Uh, all right so i don't think you're i'm with you on cutting greedy i think as much as i like greedy of these three i think he's the worst one which he did he's still good he's just not as good as them only i'm keeping denzel ward two reasons one i think corner is a more important position than safety two three reasons i guess two i've seen him do it in the he's already been a pro bowler and three he went to ohio state and <laughs> screw lsu so <laughs> uh that's what i'm doing i'm keeping ward i'm cutting greedy and i'm trading delpit i mean before i think even before delpit plays a snap in the nfl we could get a decent return for him if we put him on the market right now i'll do exactly what blake said except i'm going to flip my trade and my cut because I think you can probably get more for Greedy because both of them were second-round picks, but Greedy's already played a year in the NFL. People have you actually have NFL tape on him. Another team could come in and say, "Okay, we can give you an you know an accurate value for him." I, I don't know how many people would be giving you a higher value for a rookie who hasn't played yet. I can see that. So that's just my thought on that. Yeah, I got I got to keep Ward, especially because I'm trying to build a team like a defense to win me a Super Bowl. And kind of one of the staple of teams that are built for Super Bowl every year is the New England Patriots. We'll see how they do without Tommy Two Step this year. <laughs> but, uh, you mean Josh's favorite player ever? Right. So, but the thing is with the Patriots, they always have that one cornerback that you can put out there and lock down a wide receiver. And I think Denzel's the closest thing we have to that. So I'm keeping him. I'm cutting greedy. And I am trading Delpit because I think that bef- – I think you, if you're going to trade Delpit, it's kind of you're in that scenario. Delpit could be what Justin thinks, and you could trade him two years from now and get a lot for him. Or he could be flat-out bust, and you're not getting a kicker for him. <laughs> are we getting a decent kicker for him? Or <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you might Dawson be able to, yeah, you could I trade, would take Phil yeah. Dawson right now. Yeah, you could get Phil back. All right. Well, hey, uh, I think that wraps it up for the keep cut trades. Um, That was tons of fun. I think we should do that again sometime. If anybody out there has any keep cut trade ideas, let us know. Maybe we'll throw one in an episode. That was that was a lot of fun. Some of those were tough. Or some Um, would you rather's. Yeah, or somebody has one or two. Yeah, with the would you rather's, like I said, I tried to keep it in the AFC North, but if anybody's got some – you know, more broad spectrum, full NFL type stuff. Let us know. We'll throw it in an episode. Uh, this was tons of fun. I think before we wrap this episode up, we got a little bit of Browns news we wanted to touch on. Um, reports coming out that the Browns are working on a big time extension for Miles Garrett, like monster type deal. Uh, so keep an eye on that. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'd make him earn it this year. I mean, he's still got two years – after we picked up his option, he's still got two years left on his deal. Why are we rushing into, to make him the highest-paid defensive end when – I don't know. I guess I don't work in the NFL front offices, but from where I'm sitting, he's had a good career. He's not a Hall of Famer by any stretch of the imagination. Why are we going to pay him like he's – I don't think he's the best at his position. 
in the league. So why are we going to pay him like that? Does, does anybody disagree that Aaron Donald and or Khalil Mack are like, that's the benchmark, right? For a D right. lineman. Like whenever you say somebody's a good D lineman, I'm like, okay, I instantly go to Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald. Yes. He's not, he's not there. He's not there. I can, I think at times he shows glimpses of being a Khalil Mack type person, but they're few and far between from what I see. There's times I watch a game and you you don't even hear Miles Garrett's name. Right. And you watch a Bears game, you don't ever not hear Khalil Mack's name. Yeah. I, I watch a Bears game specifically to watch the defense. It's the only team in the league I'll do that for. So because their I, offense sucks, but and you know, if if he had one year left on his deal and we were trying to lock him down before he hits free agency and the price tag's outrageous, I get that. But he's got two years left on his deal. I don't get why we're especially if, I don't know. Especially so, if we're gonna have to pay other people. So for what now testing out what you just said at the end, what I've read is Andrew Barry is trying to get this deal done early before other defensive end spots have record-breaking deals with the hopes that there'll still be a possibility of future contracts with Baker, Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb. Like, I feel like this is all opportunistic for those guys. Oh, so they think if they pay him big money now, it could be cheap in the grand right. scheme of things in a couple of years. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. To me, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the way to go. If you can sign him now. Plus, like some of those guys, and I would – I think you got to sign him now. We see all these contracts in the NFL these days where they have two or three years left and then they like restructure their contract and give them a bunch more money. I would like to lock him up now rather than because, yeah, he had a good season last year, but like what if he comes out this year and has 18 sacks? Now what money are you paying him because you waited? You know, like now the price tag, now instead of – you know, $25 million or something. Now he's wanting 30 because he just had, because he led the NFL in sacks and set, a re- set some type of record. You got Chubb, you got to pay for. You got Baker, you got to pay for. You got to decide if Odell's staying around and you're going to try to keep him and pay him because he ain't going to be cheap. I mean, I mean according to you, he'll be gone by week four. So, yeah, he's not going to make it up. <laughs> hey, according, yeah. according to my Twitter poll that we did, because yes, we do have a Twitter now. Uh, <laughs> We uh, I did the poll of who would have a better year, OBJ or Landry, and Landry won fifty five percent to forty five percent. Listen, that's just I feel like there's a ton of Odell hate out there, and so I don't listen to that garbage. <laughs> Twitter poll, Smitter told poll. I, I'm not buying it. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, hey, um, stay you know pay close attention, see if there's any updates on Miles Garrett. Um, you know, let us know if there's anything specific you want us to talk about on the show. Any would you rather's, any hot takes, any keep cut trades, pretty much anything you want to talk about, we'll talk about it. Um, make sure, you know, our last episode we put straight onto Facebook. It was the response that was awesome. We're not going to do that every time. Um, so make sure this next episode you catch back on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe, like, all that good stuff on YouTube that helps us out. Um, Obviously, check us out on our Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. Uh, what's our Twitter handle, Zach? So it's at podcasts under slash dogs. Okay. Okay. I like that. Real official. Uh, so catch us out on all the social media. 
one thing I want to throw out there. So a lot of people have been watching the show and then they'll like text us uh, our thoughts. I love getting your texts, but what's even more fun is when I get like that little red notification on my phone that somebody posted something on one of our social media, that's like the kind of stuff I live for. So <laughs> take some of your texts and put them on comments, try to get some other people engaged. It helps us out a lot. Uh, and then you can still text me about it too. Cause I like all you guys. Uh <laughs> Um, other than that, I think that's it. Yeah, just remember to like, subscribe. I'll uh, probably got one more show coming at you like this while Josh is on the mend. Um, and hey, well, next time you guys see this, I'll be a year older. So hopefully I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs>